Flooded. Yeah, we've been flooded. <laughs> we've been flooded with calls. Not that it was a podcast or anything. It's just getting a lot of calls recently. Complaints mainly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, we were just having a discussion off mic, as they say in the biz. Not that we would know mm-hmm. uh, about mics and stuff. Yeah. Which just reminded me that we, we were said we were going to like talk briefly. Because um, if you notice like a slight change in production value, hopefully. Because we recently bought the same mic, yeah, uh, Samson Q2U. For anyone out there who's listening to us and being like, I can do what these two idiots are doing. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> Samson, uh, if they want to hear us and sponsor us with more equipment and a, yeah. and a space and a salary, that would be perfect. <laughs> That's all good. Yeah. <laughs> well, well f- we can find and be part of the podcast team over at Samson. Yeah. At yeah. Sam- yeah. Not Samsung. Yeah. Wonder if they have any bother with that. <laughs> yeah, actually, true enough. Yeah, it's I suppose people should know it's S A M S O N, not S U N G. So yeah, <laughs> so we're not chatting about the the phones or anything here. But yeah, they're just little um dynamic USB mics that are pretty reasonably priced and uh, sound pretty good yeah, and pretty. Definitely noticed that when I was edited in the last episode, like it sounded could hear the difference like yeah well that's good well it makes sense because like now we're and i had less now. work to do too yeah <laughs> well that's good then <laughs> like i could have just done pretty much nothing to be honest because mm-hmm. i loaded up and i was like that sounds pretty good yeah that's <laughs> but, good th- yeah i suppose just take out all, all the dead air the occasional uh yeah uh, what was i gonna say <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> i think there's probably less of that happening these days too uh, well it makes sense <laughs> we're getting more used to it we still can interrupt yeah. each other every once in a while. Though. <laughs> that's always gonna happen. I think that's mainly Discord. Yeah. <laughs> in person, it's probably easier. It's really, yeah, it's weird listening back because I'm like, this isn't how this conversation went. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> is it like re- Discord records the lag that I don't <laughs> hear? The screen. Oh, all right, yeah. I didn't realize that. <laughs> yeah, and I have to like make sense of it because we're like talking over each other because that's how we heard it at the time. It's weird. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't know that. That's the jo- that's the joys of just being a co-host here. Don't see any of that shit. Yeah. <laughs> much, um, yeah. yeah, so how have you been? It's been two weeks. This yeah. is a new schedule we're gonna try and stick to. Yeah, on my early to late shift. Give me pretty, yeah. pretty good because I've had a longer weekend this weekend. So got some shit done, some good stuff. We got some good stuff from last weekend as well, just like writing and reading and stuff. Finally, kind of getting back into the habit of doing that. I've made myself a mm-hmm. limit now. I'm not allowed to like watch TV until after six o'clock every evening, which means yeah. on my late shift, I can't watch TV beforehand. And on my early shift, when I come back, I have like, I have to do stuff. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, I noticed that like if you kind of starve yourself from those, maybe we talked about this last time, I can't remember. Mm. But if you kind of starve yourself from those like really um like really 
entertaining things. <laughs> yeah. Like I think I, I did talk about this at some point. Like if I um say if I put on YouTube or something and watch a video, it's really hard for me to like come away from that and like do some writing or something. Yeah. Where, like if I like, if I watch TV, reading's out the window for ages. Yeah. You can't it's like it's too too satisfying. Or it's like yeah. too entertaining and you can't go back because it's like a step down. Okay. Even though yeah. it, like, reading can reading can be just as satisfying. But I think and I think too, like the the thing that like today even it took me a while to like work up. I was like, I want to do some writing, but I couldn't like find it, like, like just working up to it because I it's just I slept in a bit longer and my routine was a bit off and everything. Yeah. But then like I, I was like, you know what? The the thing that's gonna inspire me to actually sit down and write the most is if I read. Yeah. <laughs> so I just like every every so often I would like take a wee break and do some reading and then like I just kept doing that and it's like, okay, I'm ready. And I ended up writing even though it was a struggle to get started, I'd and I was like when I sat down, I was like, I don't think I'm gonna actually write anything good right now, to be honest. But then I actually was pretty happy with what I came up with in the end. So Oh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, I've been writing like roughly a page. Page a, page a page a day. That's God, great. Like, since Yeah. It's a good like kind of goal to have. Yeah, it's been very What is it? Who can't remember who that writer was? Yeah. They said if you write a page very, if you write if you write a page a day, then you have a three hundred and sixty five length book at the end of the year. <laughs> yeah, that's it. It really takes a... Uh... It like and at first you think it's not hun and then like after like three days you're like geez it's actually something some good shit here yeah yeah I actually did a lot like I think last weekend which is where I did most of it and then yeah. was I on I was on early shift this week so it was easy when I came home I think Monday I think I like did some stuff on Sunday night and I kind of left it for like a day and then I read the stuff whenever I came home it's I mean because I've got this kind of like workspace set up now because I set it up nice and I finally kind of had like I have a comfortable place mm-hmm. but it's constantly going to be kind of set up like I can just always have my laptop here and stuff. So it's easier to just kind of always have that there because nice. then I've got a lot of books and stuff beside it too, just to kind of have it there. So it's easier for me to kind of go in and just leave the, let's leave the notepad open that I write in and just leave the pen on the page so I can just pick up wherever it went up. Yeah. Wrote some other stuff and then I wrote that short story that I sent uh, yeah. you as well. And Yeah, I just uh, um, read that a few minutes mm-hmm. ago. It's a bit, bit different bit out there. Say the word... I and March too much in it. No, it's cool. Said I like the word it. I and March too much in it, which is it's also called I March. So you know why? <laughs> I don't know. I thought it, I thought it suited the rhythm of it, and like I th- I li- I kind of like those like that style in a short story too. It's almost like poetry or something where it like just. Yeah, that's what it's kind of yeah, it's kind of going sort of for that because I was kind of there was there was there was even like a one kind of draft which is me trying a lot more to be kind of mo- more poetic, but I felt like I was just kind of forcing it. You know that kind of way where it's like ah, I'm not really like liking this. Yeah, so I kind of prefer just to kind of you know I was trying to almost make it like a poem and it's like it's not a poem. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So I thought. To... Um. Yeah. There was only like one. I had I only had one note and it's like really uh, yeah, that's fair enough specific and picky yeah. it's an <laughs> on entirely... my end probably yeah <laughs> it's like literally a word <laughs> can I guess which word sure <laughs> wonder, I'm trying to think if I can guess which word I <laughs> it's probably impossible I'm gonna say intrinsic I think I used that in it I was kind of I was like is that the right 
Uh, I, I was kind of looking at that actually because you wrote yeah. in, intrinsic yeah, and kinda, layer, yeah and I was like I, I, kinda, I was kind of uh, like that and I was like but I like how this sounds <laughs> I think it means the same thing like it's yeah, just kind of yeah, yeah, kinda... like one or the other are they not opposites if it's intrinsic you don't have to learn it hmm, now I'm getting confused I did actually look it up too like that's the thing because I remember looking it up to be like <laughs> I know this but it kind of works. Like, I was like, are they not opposites? But then I was like, it kind of makes sense, too, in a weird way. <laughs> if they are opposite. It's like, the weird, it kind of adds yeah. to the weird mystery of everything. It's like, is it, is it, like, um, is it my, um, what's the is word? my natural or my learned? Because it's actually, it belongs naturally. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's like, is it, uh, did I learn is to do this? Or, or I'm, it's like, am I learning from... No. The fact that I'm doing it, or I, yeah, I don't know. It was entirely it metaphorical, anyway. anyway. The entire thing, and it kind of have like a, every single thing kind of relates to something. If you know what I mean? Yeah, that was my that that was my note at the towards the end. Um, there's a line I can't go back, but I can't go ahead. Is that ahead with my Maybe comfort? That was it. I was like, that's. I was like, that's. I, I was like, as as I think that's yeah, it's too heavy on the nose, kinda. just. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it wouldn't be like me to be on the nose with something. <laughs> <laughs> but that was literally, yeah. that was literally it. Like, I did rewrite it a couple of times, you know, like sometimes it was the way I kind of did it too was I, re- I had it written from before Christmas. So I just rewrote the entire thing again. Mm-hmm. And then I was reading something on Reddit one day at work and it stuck in my mind and it was about... I've never actually read it, but it's like supposed to be like the first line in the Dark Tower. People were chatting about opening sentences. And I was like, but oh, that's who it was. Mm-hmm. There's a, an author, Jim Butcher. He writes these books called The Dresden Files. They're like a wizard detective novel thing. I've actually listened to two of the audiobooks. They're pretty decent. But um, he was chatting about like his, like, he put up like it's his, his old blog post from like 20 years ago. And it's about like getting started and writing an opening line. And they were chatting about the opening line of the Dark Tower. Something like the gunslinger gets chased across the desert by the man in black. And they were like, that's the opening line of the book. Mm-hmm. And that's like tells you almost everything you need to know in like one sentence. Because the first sentence I had, like my first draft was like really long. And I was like, I don't need to shorten this down. So I tried to make it shorter and shorter. And I do want to fix it again. But like the first couple of times, it was really, really long and kind of dreary. Not like dreary, but kind of. Just too long, but I tried to get more in in the first sentence. And something I was looking at, I found it very interesting. I just think that's a hell of a first line. Mm-hmm. The gunslinger gets chased across the desert by the man in black. Yeah. All you need to know is <laughs> two main characters. <laughs> you know what the desert looks like. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, first lines are... It's cool, like, if you find if you find a good one, it kind of can prope- propel you. Like, because that happened to me with a... I wasn't like planning on writing. It was like one, I was like, is something that was in my head for a while. Mm. And I was like, I'll, I'll start writing this at some point. And then I thought of it opening and I just had to start writing. Yeah. <laughs> it's like once you, once you get that, you're like, okay, I guess I'm writing now. Yeah. I think we, yeah, because that's the thing, because I was thinking about it all day. So I went home to try and do that, to kind of decipher my first yeah. line a bit, kind of. Because I was kind of like, because I think I start with like awaken or something. Don't I? And I was like, I don't know if I should do awaken or if I just do, but it's like, I kind of want to make it feel kind of dreary and dreamlike-ish or kind of alien. You know oh, that, that was another thing I wasn't sure. I was like, is it, should it be awakened or awoken? Hmm. That's a good question. 
I have a I have awoken. I have awoken, yeah. All yeah, because right. awaken sounds like somebody's waking you. I don't know. Yeah. Mm. See, this is why you need like somebody to proofread something for you. <laughs> yeah. I just wasn't sure. Was like... Yeah, maybe awake or awoken yeah. would work, but I don't know if awaken. It depends what, like, I don't know. I depend on your intent. I think well. the first time I wrote it, I had awake, and I don't know why. I just didn't like it. I was like, awake, awaken. Like I liked it more mm. for some reason, and I woke in. I would still prefer. I just don't know why. I just was like, don't like awake. <laughs> but yeah, it kind of feels like, I suppose, generic or something. Maybe I don't know. Maybe, but so I add an N, and it's less generic. <laughs> yeah. I know. It's just like so. I feel like that's a lot of stories where you're just like, I wake up. Yeah, and it was all yeah. a dream, and I was never, and I was still in school, and I didn't win. <laughs> I didn't save the gym from a battle of the bands. <laughs> but uh... yeah, actually, that was interesting because the reason I think I got more propelled to write that was because we chatted about possibly doing that new segment. I was like, oh, that's kind of gives me a goal. It's easier to write something toward the goal, I think. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Because I was gonna, um, I was gonna like uh, maybe give you another story I'd finished, but then I was like, nah, maybe I should just like use this as, uh, to like um, finish something else. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, I get what you mean. Yeah, use this to drive you to finish something else because you still always have that story, so you can yeah. throw that out whenever. Like, yeah, I think I was gonna say that, um, that I started writing a story that. It was like a dream I had. I basically like dreamed a horror <laughs> movie, <laughs> and then I was like, "I'm gonna try and turn yeah. this into a story." So that's what I've been working on the last that's few days. And it was weird because I like I remembered after I finished the first page that I was like, "I don't know if this is good mm. or not." And then like three days later or four days later, I went back and read the, what I'd written, and I was like, "Oh, that's a, I was like, that's actually a really good opening," or I was really yeah. happy with it. And that kind of propelled me to keep her head. <laughs> That's good. Kind of interesting yeah. if you go back and see it with fresh eyes, either see how possibly much you like it or how much you hate it. Completely different endings in mind for my story, and then like I changed it completely. And then I think it just kind of like scrapped about three or four paragraphs and completely rewrote the ending. It's just something completely different yeah. as well. I've started reading uh, Bird by Bird by Anne Lamott. Um, yeah, Anne Lamott. Hmm. Have you heard, have I been on about this before? No, I don't think so. It's like um, I don't get the bird by bird instructions on writing and life. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> really like, but um, uh, yeah, she talks about um, someone told her that um, writing is like driving a car at night. You can't see the whole road, but you can see what the headlights have lit up in front of you, and that's all you need to really need to see is just a little bit ahead of you and then that was actually one of the i coincidentally mentioned the title about instructions on writing and life that was one she compared to it's kind of all you need to do to, to live life as well is just see the next little bit you don't have to have it all planned out kind of nice yeah it's been it's very good because she um actually talks a lot about she would like have a um writing workshops and stuff so a lot of that's going into it too like stuff she'd tell her like pupils and stuff mm. um yeah and there's like we kind of suggestions for exercises to do to to come up with stuff and things like that 
but yeah, it's very it's been keep me motivated too, I suppose. That's good. Yeah, I opened up my like I'm trying to figure out what to do, and I opened up my like I've got like a f- folder on my laptop with like about a hundred just like kind of wee random bits in it. And then mm-hmm. I've got a, another thing, and I was like, I'm just going to pick one of these and finally do something with them. And I've started trying to do something with one of those now, just to kind of. I always sometimes you write down a lot of ideas and you just don't use any. <laughs> it's just like might as well try and do something. Yeah. But I feel like, well, I'm hoping with my workspace and everything, kind of in the way set up, and with my limit, and I am trying to be a lot more productive this year with getting stuff done. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try and get a lot written for this podcast. Apparently. That's that's a goal of mine. <laughs> yeah, and no, I like think we things like that do help a lot, like just having things a bit more organized and structured mm-hmm. and stuff. Set times. And Yeah. And being in lockdown. I, <laughs> that's something she talks about in the book too. It's like, you know, you trick you kinda of train yourself to do it and you just sit there for a while and it might be painful at the start even but then eventually you get used to it and you just start coming up with stuff mm. yeah it's never you get like i always yeah. I, I always write after i journal because i i remember hearing someone suggesting that and like journaling is almost like a a warm-up mm. it's like a completely judgment-free writing and you just can just write whatever you want and it's not going to be seen by anyone you don't have to read it yourself so like once you've that done then you can write whatever else because you've already had a bit of practice and you're like so you kind of got out maybe like the first kind of kind of mess in your head or like the kind of junk yeah. flying around your head then you can kind of write not because i felt that even stuff. today out today when i was like struggling to write i started writing my journal and i was like oh, this is going better uh i'm actually feeling the, the juices flowing out and i was like can i help me sit down later and uh that was good um can i get more yeah a bit more that's class yeah, you seem to be I can't see anything though. from your camera, by the way. Oh, can you not? Sorry. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Uh, uh-huh. I could probably get try and get a lamp or something if you want. No, nah, it just was... Oh, it's, you're back. It just wasn't showing anything, like... Oh, right, okay. I got you. are back now. Yeah, did, that happened with you, but only for like a second there. A couple months ago. Uh, I turned my camera off because I thought it would fix yours, but no. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Never mind them. <laughs> um... You said you watched uh, Thinking of Ending Things? Yeah, I did, yeah. Really enjoyed it. Yeah. Didn't realize the actress was Irish. Yeah, I, uh, I was watching it and I was like, oh shit, she's from uh, Chernobyl. Was she in Chernobyl? Who is she in Chernobyl? Yeah, she's the um, firefighter's wife. Oh, didn't realize that at all. Um, oh, I know she's from Chernobyl. <laughs> It's only because I rewatched that for um or with my family over Christmas. Oh right. And then I watched Thinking End Things because I don't like I probably wouldn't recognize her otherwise. But I was just like, mm. oh, and I've seen her somewhere recently. But yeah, I, really- I didn't actually reckon. I didn't realize it was she was in Chernobyl. To be fair, I just knew I seen her somewhere. And yeah. I looked it up. Yeah, Chernobyl. That's it. Um. Yeah, I really liked it though. It was fucking a lot of like like the first scene when it was really long i didn't expect that and there's another really long kind of car journey it really makes it feel like it's a long journey but the yeah jesus the jesse plemons and jesse buckley i think their names they fucking did really well like it was yeah it's really good yeah yeah i um for context i watched it what like it was a day after 
we recorded the last episode, I think. So like two weeks ago. Yeah. And uh, I don't know if it was immediately after I watched it. I think it was the day after maybe I watched it. Mm. Yeah, it was like I watched Thinking of Ending. I think I watched I'm Thinking of Ending Things last night. Have you seen it? I need to talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, like, you wrote to me like, yeah, watch that yeah. before the next podcast. This <laughs> is like, because I was just like, a, the next day I was still like, what the fuck's going on? Like I was trying to piece it all together. <laughs> yeah. And it was only like, it was the, fu- it was that night then. I was lying in bed and I was like, oh, I think I just got it. <laughs> I'm still not do sure. Do you I, I'm still, know what's going on? No, I don't think I fully do. Kind of like, I don't know. Like it was really well done. Like I was like, I don't, yeah. I don't know if it's, she's seeing time. Is it her? I don't know. And then the, the janitor at the end was like, what? Then the dance was like, I will admit I was watching the dancing. I was like, oh. God, that's beautiful. That's so elegant. I was like, <laughs> yeah, I, I really like that too. Yeah, I thought, I thought that was going to clear things up. To be honest, I was like, okay, it's going to explain what's going on. Yeah, yeah the dance is going to be an interpretation that I'm sure yeah. I will understand. I'm sure he'll like, make it. It's okay. Explain everything. Yeah, and, and like, uh, nope. Yeah, nope. <laughs> a bit more confused. I was like, yeah, I was kind of like at the end. I was like, this isn't just all going to be in like the gender's head, is it? It's like that'd be a bit shit. And then, and then he starts taking his clothes off. I was like. I don't know where this is going. <laughs> yeah, well, I think it was on. Well, oh, oh, actually, uh, we should leave this to the end of the episode. Okay. To get into the real discussion. So, uh, like we used to do when we talk about movies, we'll leave it to the end so you can skip it if you haven't seen yeah, it. Yeah, fair enough. So we'll do that. But, um, 10 out of 10 watch uh, yeah. <laughs> but now for the pre for the pre-review <laughs> I laughed so much during it too I don't know about you I found some of it I really liked her uh, telling the story I thought they did like pure like awkwardness in, in really well you know she's telling yeah. the story of how they met and stuff that was probably why I laughed most of the time to be fair just like some weird awkward thing but there's a few times where I just like because it's like it's so engaging. Like, I just couldn't. Like, there was a couple of times where I was going to get up to, like, do something. And then I would just stop because I'd be like, what the fuck is going on? Like, yeah. I would just be glued to the screen from confusion. Yeah, pretty much. Like, yeah, but you're like, it's confusion and, like, everything. But you're really drawn into it. You're like, but what yeah, is it? Like, what fast. is it? And you, sometimes you think you know what's going on. And you're like, what? Then something else happens. You're like, what's going on? And then. Just like every single time, just like what, what? <laughs> I was, I was thinking the whole way through it. Like that was Charlie Kaufman. I was like, and it's adapted from a book. Granted, yeah. but I was like, oh, fuck, did he write that? Like, does he know what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> <Just> kidding, <man>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, I must read the book. I'd say it's interesting. Yeah, I'd say so. But yeah, I don't know. It's just like I was like so engaging and just like I think that's why I found certain things funny because it was like it would just like hit me out of nowhere and I'd just like bust out laughing at certain random wee weird things yeah. <laughs> but yeah it's very well done mm. so yes that's our review yeah watch think of many things and then we'll call in the- text messages on Beatles Someone talking. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna say this every week, and then I'm gonna mark whenever we get to whatever episode we are, and we're just like, "Yes, we actually got it." <laughs> so, um, 
last uh, Sunday, I watched The Irishman. Oh, yeah, that's the fucking Scorsese one. Scorsese isn't it? one. Yeah. Have you seen that? No. But you and it kind of, yeah, it was like, I think it might have partially been inspired by a, a new Vsauce video that came out there uh, about like the, like, um, it's basically about time and how we uh, like understand it and mm. stuff. I was thinking about the idea of like, uh, like, like time landmarks mm. <laughs> and how we don't really have them that like over the last year, there'd usually be things like festivals and like things that mark the year. And I think that's contributed to why time has been so weird. Yeah the last one also because like just time moves slowly when you're doing nothing but then when you look back on it it feels like it's faster yeah it's like the opposite of going on holiday <laughs> like oh, when you're on holiday it feels like it's going faster to time but then when you look back it feels longer yeah it's um what is it so, like the I days think... the days are long the years are short yeah mm-hmm. so like the like that phenomenon combined with there being no little signifiers of having done anything yeah. <laughs> I think is why things have been flying in. So the watching the Irishman was the first of these, like trying to give myself an experience. Like I, it took me like most of the day. Cause I would like, I'd watch it for a while and then get up and do something and come back and, you know, just like lazily watch it. Cause it's three and a half hours long. It's a bit fucking ridiculous. To yeah. Me. <laughs> that's, that's a lot. Like that's one of the yeah. things that kind of puts me off it. Cause I'm like, that's a wild commitment. Like <laughs> that's what I yeah. feel like. <laughs> Well, like, if you watched it in, like... Yeah, like, two halves or something, like? Or yeah, or even, like, watching, like, roughly hour-long things over three nights, it wouldn't be so bad. Mm. It got me thinking we should come up with more of these, uh, like, time landmarks for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Experiences we can have when we can't have experiences, basically. Well, And one that I've actually planned for myself tomorrow... Uh, which if I'll talk about this, and if you want to <laughs> try and come up with stuff, yeah. but um, have you heard of the the album Everywhere at the End of Time? No. Uh, it's this album by the Caretaker, and it's over six hours long, and it's in six parts, and each part is a stage of dementia, and it's supposed to be like this fucking you might have mentioned this to me before either on or off air but yeah it's supposed to be like gonna get kind of going through it actually yeah, yeah. I, wa- I watched a video on it a while ago mm. i think we talked about that on here but yeah it's like the it's supposed to be like a really like heavy moving experience and i was like yeah so that's my goal for tomorrow get up early take like a stage at a time probably do some journal yeah. in between note my thoughts and, yeah then then you'll finish it and you'll look it back at your journal and be like i do not remember writing any of this <laughs> <laughs> probably and then i'll share my experience with you on the next That's episode right. sweet you'll come back a changed man <laughs> that would be cool too like i i was thinking yeah. i'm not gonna lie i was thinking you said something like that which sounds so like deep and moving and i was like huh Slappentine's Day. <laughs> I was actually going to bring that up too. <laughs> well, I think you should explain it because you're the one that introduced me to it, and I think it's a fantastic thing. Well, uh, I was going to uh, segue to that after this section. Okay. 
because I do, I do have like because that is like a that is an example of like one of these like, something like an event when we can't have an event. Yeah. And it is coming up, and we need to decide on some movies to watch, which we should also try and do this episode. Maybe or over this episode and the next episode, we should come yeah. up. Yeah, is that it's not that far away? Is it? Well, it's not that far away. No, it's not. It's um less than a month, three weeks. Yeah, three weeks maybe. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so we'll have to come up with some movies. I've got a couple of ideas anyway. Oh, nice moving moving um, target. Oh yeah, that could be done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway, sorry, go on. Another one of these um like th- uh. Events. I don't know what to call them. <laughs> Landmarks. Landmarks. Time marks. Time, time marks. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, we'll was uh, watch episode. all of the uh, Lord of the Rings movies because mm. that's something I want to do as well. Uh, it's a good way to take up a whole day, but like, yeah. Because what's that? Like nine hours? Yeah. More? <laughs> well, if you want the extended cut, mine you can be going well over twelve. I think they're like yeah. four and five hours, aren't they? So that that like I was thinking, yeah. So I'll probably do that next weekend maybe or like a weekend that we're not recording because yeah. then i can start, like maybe watch fellowship on saturday evening watch two tires sunday morning watch king, king, yeah. king sunday evening kind of thing something like that where like you're never gonna allow yourself the time or i wouldn't anyway if you like could do stuff, I'd always feel guilty or like I don't know, just wasting a day. I feel like I wouldn't. Yeah, if any any other time of the year or any other year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but now it's like you can go out maximum five kilometers. Probably don't be out for too long. Go, out, you know, I know exactly yeah. what you mean. It's kind of the time to do. It's the time to learn yeah. how to be inside. Like, yeah. So that's what I'm thinking. Mm. Well, I have been meaning to watch the Watchmen out. Ultimate Cut because it's like three and a half hours. <sighs> Yeah, just it's like every single thing. I'm like, why not? I can watch it. Did you watch? Did we talk about the TV show? Did you watch the TV show? No, keep me dude. That's something I have to do. That's there you go. Must... There's one. Yeah, there's one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, didn't think now. Don't think I think of there was Slappentine's Day off the top of my head, but um, didn't think because like you know, I'm trying to think of other themes. I'm also trying to think of just not movie days. <laughs> yeah. Well, like they are kind of the easiest. Um, you do like Mar- Marvel marathon. Marvel marathon. Take up about a fucking month of your life. <laughs> yeah. Um, Marvel marathon. You do. I don't know. What's the Batman TV show from the fifties? Adam West. Let's go for it. <laughs> <laughs> You'd really need to go outside when you're done with that. Yeah. <laughs> Just run screaming from your house. <laughs> like in, uh, I think I might have said this before, but um, there's the Scottish comic writer Grant Morrison. Whenever he wrote Batman in like 2000 and like four or five or something like onwards, he wrote Batman for like ten years. But he like he took the entire Batman mythos and he like wrote it down for himself and like a shortened version of the entire seventy years. And he took it that mm-hmm. every single event had happened. And whenever, like, the 50s TV show and stuff, he said that that had all happened to Batman in the comic universe. And what happened was the Scarecrow had given him a really, really hallucinogenic <laughs> version of the fear toxin, fear toxin. And for about a couple of months of his life, whenever he did punch people, he did see whip <laughs> and bam and all this stuff happen. It was just all hallucination. Like, he took it to, like, yeah, this is all gonna. He's like, I'm going to make all of this work somehow. And it's actually class. He talks about it in a podcast, Fat Man on Batman with Kevin Smith. That actually he, would be really cool, like, Batman. Batman story where Batman was trapped inside a cheesy 
TV show. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> but it's like he slowly he slowly realizes that what's happening isn't real. Yeah. It's like the dialogue, like he notices the dialogue's too cheesy and stuff, and he's like, that's not that's not how I talk. <laughs> yeah, that'd be actually really cool. But um I um, always loved that idea. Yeah. Well, sure, we can try and think of more stuff. Because, like, I like this idea, too, because it might give people ideas. This is a good thing. Okay, if you come up with ideas, the we'll, listeners... We'll do them. We can try them out for you. Yeah. <laughs> we can be your guinea pig. We actually have something for you to, to call in or message us with or whatever. Yeah. Come up with ideas of these, like, events to do in the comfort of your own home. Yeah. Home events. There we go. Maybe that's what maybe things you'd like to do. Yeah, home events. You know, people apparently get most. It's really common for people to get like curries on Fridays, kind of like that, but all day and to entertain yourself. Hmm. Something because whenever you look back at your lockdown time, you can be like, "Oh yeah, I did that. That was a good hmm. experience." I suppose I actually kind of did something like that yesterday. I suppose I had all six volumes of Paper Girls. And I'd read the first two volumes before, and it's like really want to sit down and just read it straight through one day, and I did. <laughs> so that was like 30 or 31 comics and literally just straight from wow. start to finish um full series and it was class because it's just like it's very well written and very like it's a very well made time travel story and whenever you're watching reading something like that you know and kind of going for it to see everything kind of it just really was very good and i really enjoyed it like i didn't i just kind of yesterday i just decided i was like jesus i haven't fucking just read a whole bunch of comics in ages, so I just went and read a whole bunch of comics. It's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, I really enjoyed it. Nice. Yeah. So, yeah, so be, that's an idea. We'll come, up, we'll come up with more. Yeah. And listeners come up with more. In the meantime, we'll tell you all about the best home event. Clapping Slap Times Day. For all yeah, you lucky this, ladies and lovers out there, this is one hell of a romantic this, evening. Is this the fifth, the fifth annual Slapping Times Day? Is that right? Must be. No. Yeah, I think it is actually. So basically, this is an idea I had for something to do on Valentine's Day, which I just consider a silly holiday mm-hmm. anyway. <laughs> so we just get together. And you watch stupid action movies. Mm. I think uh, uh, Jackie Chan is always involved. He's become a fixture. Yeah. Uh, and usually and a lot then, of his older stuff too, just... like his class. Yeah. And then maybe like a funny yeah. one and maybe a serious one. <laughs> yeah, usually like, yeah, there's usually some like kind of silly one. Like, like, yeah, that was basically it. It's like Valentine's is kind of silly holiday. So let's get together and watch silly movies. Yeah. Always, it always has been really like fun and uh, yeah, I was really really cool. enjoyed it. And sometimes, yeah, every time we do it. sometimes you kind of because because whenever I think you, you always like plan the movies. Whenever you're like looking back, you're like because you find like a bunch of movies. That obviously, never seen like old Jackie Chan ones. Ones where he like is younger, and I'd seen like some Jackie Chan films, but like never like but probably all like like ones like you know Chang'e Nights or like Rush Hour or something like that. But some yeah. of those older ones are just so good as well. Like. We watched, yeah, we watched uh, Rumble in the Bronx. Was that it? Rumble in the Bronx, yeah, and Battle of the Bronx, which I, which is always like my favorite Jackie Chan movie. But what was what was the one as well? What's the one? I watched one last, or we watched one like three, two years ago, three years ago. I don't know. 
We watched Drunken Master as well, didn't we? No, that, we didn't get around to that one, I don't think. I remember watching that. Which, I feel like we did. One time. I haven't seen it anyway. There's one, I think the last Jackie Chan one we watched together was the one, there's like a big massive... Uh, slide building, he slides like one of his, down. Yeah, he slides down this big massive building. I can't remember what that's called right now. Yeah. Yeah, so it's like... Uh, yeah, my... I was going to say like um, the first police story. Oh, yeah. Movie. The Jackie Chan one, because I haven't seen any of them either. Or we could watch... Is it Legend of Drunken Masters, a sequel? Which is like, I think so, yeah. It's actually better, I think, isn't it? But I... Yeah. So maybe watch Definitely something too. to do. It is fun. It's just kind of it's kind of cool to have a day dedicated to so just okay. like just martial arts films, particularly because I wouldn't think to like just put on one of those and then it's like, but one day a year now I do think to do that. <laughs> you know what I mean? You never yeah. think. To... I rarely watch. I rarely watch them too. It's like whenever I'm on my own or something, I want to watch something serious. It's like I don't know. I don't really want to watch like a yeah action movie on to... my own. It's fun. More fun when you've got a group and you've got some yeah. beers and you're like, wow, yeah, no, yeah, and you go, oh, you go over the top with your reactions for the sake of it, and it's like, I knew he was evil all along. Yeah, I think <laughs> kind of like that. I'm, I'm on my own. I either watch something serious or I watch like a twenty minute comedy. It's about you know what I mean, that kind of way. Which is you know, like I'm gonna watch probably mm-hmm. it's always sunny or The Office or Parks and Rec, or I'd watch something like that. And I'm thinking of ending things or a documentary. But I know what you mean. I wouldn't really watch an action movie by myself. We used to pick like three yeah. movies, don't we? I think yeah, I'm pretty we sure usually the third movie is the one that gets watched the least because we're pretty sloshed by then. Like, it is also an excuse to drink. Yeah, like. just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I like I think what we will do is like we should come up with the list and then people can um, we do a live stream. <laughs> Could we do? People can yeah. people can watch them. Yeah, we should all watch them together. I'm. Well, like, yeah, I was trying to work out if if that's the best mm. idea or not. But I think we will do a, an episode just about them, like a special bonus Snap and Time. We do one like we did with the we... Sean Connery one. Can I like that? Yeah. Can I do one just do like you do? We can... Like I'm trying to, I'm, I'm kind of thinking of like the, like I always look to the Red Letter Media guys <laughs> as like kind of haven't worked out how to yeah. do these things. And like the way they do best is the worst is they all get together and they watch it. But they record when they're watching and they discuss it after. And I don't know if that's the way to do it because we could actually watch it together over Discord. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, we'll figure out how to do it online at least, and then discuss it. it might be a bit more. It might be a bit more awkward. That's going to be a lot of editing for me because I'm going to have to edit out. I'm going to have to edit down the stuff when we're chatting. So yeah, we should probably just talk after. Yeah, fair enough. We still watch it together anyway, and then just talk after and just do that there as the podcast. If you know what I mean. Or we could. Yeah, well, I just like I think as well, like because the way they do other reviews, like where they do um half in the bag, they'll watch the movie separately and then they'll discuss mm. it. Because if you watch it together, you kind of talk about things at the at the time. Yeah, so yeah, you'd be kind of like so it might be, be better to just watch it separately. Some golden radio. That's what would be like. <laughs> mm. <laughs> <laughs> so I think yeah, maybe just watch it separately. We'll take take some notes of the stuff yeah. we found especially hilarious anyway we'll work it out anyway i'll make like a facebook post or something and yeah but slap and time stay if we if we don't have another episode out before then we might yeah hopefully we should um 
So my other suggestions were, first of all, Jackie Chan movie, either Legend, Drunken Master, maybe First Police Story. Yeah. And then the first Turtles movie. Oh, yeah. Because I've been meaning to rewatch those. Oh, I've been <laughs> fucking meaning. Obviously, the 90s one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've been like, meaning fucking... so much to rewatch those. Like, because every once in a while I see that, uh, isn't there the Caravan of Garbage? You know, that comes up on my YouTube home screen every once in a while. I'm like, I have got to rewatch those. I love those when I was a kid. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> I really want to go back and watch them because movies with Mikey, he did like two, he did a video on the first two, I think, as well. Mm. Um. Okay. We'll watch Turtles then. Turtles, yeah. And my other one was mm. someone reminded me of the movie SWAT recently. <laughs> Remember what? that? SWAT with Colin Farrell. Yeah, with Colin Farrell and I think Samurai yeah. Jackson. Jeez, I haven't seen that in years. I don't know. Is he in it? I don't feel like so I kinda wanna watch that. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. That'd be and that that'll be a good third movie where you're not really paying attention anymore. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just noise in the background. <laughs> and uh, then the bonus movie will be moving target. Oh yeah, I have to do moving target as well. By the way, for people who Or should we should we do like a a special episode and just that alone. Yeah, we need to do one dedicated just to that. Yeah, I want to let people know that Moving Target is an Irish kung fu film filmed in Connemara. It's, a, it's on a podcast. What? It's what? We explained it. Oh, did we? On the last one, I think. Sorry, yeah. that's right. I forgot we already explained it. Sorry, it's just the blurb gets me every time. <laughs> Dude. Hit it again. Yeah, just second. Like I read Velocity Pastors, and I thought that's the best blurb I've ever read in my life. And I read this one, I was like, Jesus Christ! <laughs> read that blurb again, brother. Uh, fair enough. It's just the uh, an Irish kung fu movie filmed in Connemara about a guy who buys a pack of beamish and then the IRA try and take it off him because it has a nuclear detonator inside of it. <laughs> How can you go wrong with that? Also, imagine go, imagine going to your friends with that idea. <laughs> Guys, I got a film idea. And then they're like, oh, sweet fucking yeah, we'll give you a hand. Right. You need to get four pack of beamish. I also made a note that we should um, watch. What's the name of it again? Oh, Wild Mountain Time. Have you heard of that? I feel like I have. I feel like I heard of that recently. It's a movie that came out last year. And, like It was just getting, it's got loads of like, uh, like media attention stuff because it was so all the Irish accents are just atrocious. Oh, is that the one with like Christopher Walken and Jamie Dornan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have heard about uh, it because Emily Emily Blunt, Emily Blunt. Think yeah, because I heard that even he can't do an Irish accent in it. Yeah, because like <laughs> everyone's just shite in it. Yeah, but you're like, come on, you're from you're like you're from Belfast. Like, come on, <laughs> you should know. Yeah, he, but it's speaking of which, actually, I've been watching. Um, what's his name again? Jimmy Dorm Dorn Dornan or Dorman? I think not Dorman, Dornan, Dornan, D O R N A N, I think. Yeah, I've been watching The Fall. Oh yeah. It? That's the one in Belfast, um, isn't it? With Gillian Anderson. Yeah. It's supposed to be very, very good. Yeah. Yeah, finished the first season there and watched the first episode of the second season. Mm-hmm. It's good, yeah. Do you want it's cool like seeing a seeing a show set in Belfast and everything. Yeah. Um and it actually adds a lot to the story too, because you know it's not just about them trying to like he's a psychopath murderer mm. in it, and that's like part of it. But then also the kind of like the politics of it being in Belfast and stuff all comes into it too. So it adds like this extra layer, which is really interesting. Yeah, just kind of like the politics isn't like 
it's like I know it was it's all made up, but like you know, in the politics usually in like other shows, it's probably going to be like just people being at odds. But this is more of like the history of the place, I suppose. Yeah, speaking it's cool. of, just I find this funny because speaking of Jen Anderson, I watched the first episode of the X Files there the other day because why not? Yeah. And I then my sister Catherine was telling me about this. I didn't know this. And do you know there's a thing called the Scully effect? And from whenever it sounds familiar, whenever the X Files came out, and it was like fucking so popular, but it was kind of yeah. original at the time, where you know, like the female lead was like a fucking doctor who was like really smart and really confident, and she was a scientist and all that. And there's actually they filmed, they did a trend enough people in like America and over Europe or like women, sorry, they were like they like exponentially increased going into the fields of science because of that show because they loved that hmm. show. Which is really weird how it kind of affected in a very positive way that kind of. And science was the only industry in Ireland last year where women on average got something like 3% more in, in their wages than men. So I want to talk about... What the fuck? I want, so I, I want to talk about... I want to, I'm in science, so I want to talk about my pay gap now. <laughs> Where's my parade? <laughs> Uh, imagine if that's just the turn that we took. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I want to talk about this too. What the fuck's going on? Here? I find some very, very circumstantial and, and inconclusive evidence that I think proves my point. No. That just happened. To, I just thought that was. I just thought that was a nice wee segue there. Yeah, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, a couple of movies I was going to mention that I watched. Uh, watch a watch one called The Half of It. Never heard of that. Came out last year. Uh, it's kind of it's kind of cool, like or it's kind of interesting, and it's uh oh shit, where's she from? Korean girl, uh, Catholic school, and she's really smart and would like help people cheat on their like uh like essays and stuff. And so there's like a bit of a there's like a kind of philosophical thing going on at the start because. She's talking about like love and stuff, but then that's just her writing a paper for someone. No, <laughs> and uh, she gets asked by a guy to help him like uh, seduce a girl in her class, basically. But then it turns out that she fancies that girl too. So him, her, and he become friends, kind of, all over trying to win over this girl, even though they're actually secretly both Wonderful. trying to win her over. Oh, that's pretty interesting. Yeah. And it's like because it's got got the setting of like the religion to kind of find it quite uh relatable, like the sort of oppression of that. Like, I uh, yeah, anytime I see like kind of Catholicism in movies, I'm like, I get it. (laughs) (laughs) It's like you're speaking to me right now. (laughs) I always thought I really like that. Quite like an original kind of take on like it's a kind of a coming of age story, but really it's just about sort of, I suppose. What love means, and do you know what to... it means? <laughs> nope. And any closer to finding out? <laughs> uh, what are you gonna say? I was gonna say I always liked. Can I you know the Daredevil TV show where they did an awful lot of like him talking to the priest and Catholicism and like that? Because there's a lot of that in the comics mm. too, and I just always like that in it because it's like him dealing with why like guilt with God a lot and like. I remember yeah. that so much as a kid. <laughs> yeah, I like that too. But I remember being like, you know, you'd have such like Catholic guilt. Really, is a thing like yeah. whenever you're a kid, like because you really are told to feel bad about everything. Like, 
And uh, hedonism. <laughs> yes. Speaking of which, I then watched uh, or rewatched uh, Lady Bird there uh, the other night. I felt like you were going to bring that up, yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> along the same vein. Yeah, I was like, I, I finished watching it. I was like, why the fuck am I relating so hard to this movie about a <laughs> teenage girl set in 2002 in America? Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, it's really good as well. I forgot how much I enjoyed it actually. Yeah. Like the first time I watched it, the main thing that stood out for me was like the the arguments between her and the mum. And I was like, this is pretty real. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but this time I like I don't know, I, I can't I don't know if I just forgot or if it didn't really I think maybe just like my memory was tainted or not tainted, but that kind of overshadowed everything. Yeah. In my memory. And then um this time I kind of was like, oh yeah, this is really funny and like actually just, yeah, it's just great. It's a good watch. Yeah. Saoirse Ronan as well. I think she yeah. won an award for that too. But I just always remember, uh, I do remember finding it very funny whenever they're like just sat, sitting there eating the Eucharist. And that's one of the yeah. things. <laughs> yeah, that was one of the things. It's like, and then they're like, it's not, uh, what, what are they? It's, it's what? not, it's not even consecrated or something like that. Yeah. And they both start laughing. Yeah. And that was one of the things I thought was really well done too. It's like the, just like watching them like giggle uncontrollably about stupid little shit just really took me back to like being that age. And yeah. it's like, oh yeah, that's what it was like. <laughs> yeah. Like that's, that's them really fucking, yeah. um, like breaking the rules like, but no, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just thought it was hilarious. Good bit of good bit of Catholic humor as well. Yeah. <laughs> but there's a there's another moment like that too later on where they're just like they're eating they're eating crackers again actually I think and they're just and I was like I remember that <laughs> just yeah. like it like wouldn't something wouldn't actually be funny but it was like your own little stupid joke with your friends and you just couldn't stop laughing. Yeah, it just became a private yeah. joke for some reason. And then it was funny because um, on the last episode. I realized that I had watched three Noah Baumbach movies uh, last year. Mm. And uh, one of them was Frances Ha and Greta Gerwig directed Lady Bird. And mm. I also watched Mistress America in the last two weeks, which was uh, Greta Gerwig and Noah Baumbach collaboration as well. <laughs> which, is really, which is really good too. I really enjoyed that. Mm. It's like a um, coming of age story where this girl goes to, she starts college in um, in New York. So mm. I suppose it's kind of like the because uh, Lady Bird ends where was she going with her going to college in, in New York? York. Yeah. yeah, so it's like a spiritual continuation. Yeah, I suppose kind of yeah. of this teenage girl you remember yourself as. That you're... Yeah, <laughs> but this is like um, Greta Gerwig plays a character in this where she is. Her the college girl's mum is going to marry uh, another man, and Greta Gerwig is her is his daughter. So mm. they're they're going to be stepsisters, and she lives in New York, and she kind of like shows her the ropes, and like she's like really cool, and um, the girl's a tra- uh, an aspiring writer and stuff, and yeah, it's really really fun cool. little movie as well. What's what's that one called again? Too Mistress America. Mistress America. It sounds class. Yeah. I do feel like New York is one of those places you would like to have a mentor for like the first year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Especially when you're like she was she's eighteen moving to New York and yeah. Fuck that. You just kinda <laughs> see that like um 
Uh, yeah, it can take me back to that age again too, where you're kind of like you're not sure what's really cool or like what you should be doing or whatever, and then like to have someone to take you to the cool bars and cool gigs and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Show you around, introduce you to a new lifestyle. And then you come back with like mm-hmm. dreads or something from college. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was gonna say, I feel like it's sorry, I feel like it's something to say there, but now I just lost my head. Oh. Oh yeah, I was gonna say just any movie. Does I say? Oh sorry. I was gonna say I may have said this before, but I always find it funny because in school, then I identified with the poet Adrian Rich in English uh-huh. over like Patrick Cavan and stuff like that. And like I remember sitting there one day thinking, I was like, why do I really like and identify with this poetry of a woman who was a lesbian in the fifties and was sexually repressed, <laughs> and that's all she wrote about? I was like, God. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, hmm, I don't know That's what this. Cool. I don't know what this says about me. Like, yeah, because like I fucking, <laughs> I remember like you know you had to write essays and stuff in school and get like A's in those essays, and the other people would be like B's and C's. It's like I don't, uh, I just don't get it. <laughs> You're just like, I get, yeah, I get this. I get, I know this girl. Like, I no idea. Anything else is like, uh oh. <laughs> um, but um, I don't know. I suppose I watched some of the convending things. I can't remember what else I watched. I think I've been watching too much recently because I've been trying because what I've been trying to do like I've been just because I've been rewatching Parks and Rec and I've been reading a mm. bit more and kind of writing a bit more kind of doing that I'm trying to watch less yeah and because even then I'm trying to like limit myself to like three or like four episodes of that like a real max was I think one time this week I think I watched six in a row because it's just really tired but I'm trying to like do a lot more stuff like that currently reading um, our friends from Frolics 8 by Philip K. Dick and I'm reading The Daily Stoic and I'm going to finish the Friends of... <laughs> I'm about... Never heard of that book. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I think I'm like 23 pages in, am I? I think... Was... <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did there. Mm-hmm. And I've been kind of like kind of going through that. I'm going to... I think I'm going to start... I used to, back in the day, I used to read more than one book at a time, which I did enjoy doing, but sometimes I never finished them. But I think I'm going to start trying to do that again because I kind of want to do that. Yeah, I've been reading... I finished a lot of books, actually. But yeah, I'm I'm on, like... I never read, like, more than one at a time, but now I am. Yeah, because I kind of... I used to... Because I did that for a while and I never finished anything, and I've got into finishing books again. I feel like I need to do it because sometimes, like, I can have to go back. But I, I am really enjoying this book, Philip Kinnick's one, like kind of rare ones and i'm really liking it but there's a mm. line i'm probably gonna fuck it up now but i thought it was really funny it's like the leader of like the world is chatting to like yeah the leader of the world in this who is a telepath is chatting to like the director of the police force and the director of the police force is kind of saying he was like i don't know where you got these ideas from and like what focus group because all the ideas like they're terrible and stuff and then the head guy's just like oh they're not bad ideas there was no focus groups i came up with them myself I'm really fucking it up, but the way he wrote it was hilarious. <laughs> Say it again. It was like, uh, he was like, just the police, the guy's like saying, like, I don't know where you got these stats from or this idea from like whatever focus group, because they're like, that's really wrong. Like these people that came up with this idea is so bad. And he's like, oh, it's not a bad idea. I came up with it myself. <laughs> he's, just, he's supposed to be a really arrogant, like, self-centered guy anyway, but it's just, I don't know, the way yeah. he wrote the line, it was really funny. I properly like laughed at it. I was like, that is fucking really well done like <laughs> but um that's better really yeah you just you just reminded me um when you mentioned the daily so look that there was one an entry i found really helpful from january 5th is this the right one um i can actually tell you the one on tranquility 
Hang on. I think this is the right one. I think I read one recently that I really liked. Oh no, January 15th. Pieces and staying the course. But I'll just read the, the quote. Yeah, Tranquility good. can't be grasped except by those who have reached an unwavering and firm power of judgment. The rest constantly fall and rise in their decisions, wavering in a state of alternative, alter, al, wavering in a state of alternately rejecting and accepting things. What is the cause of this back and forth? It's because nothing is clear, and they rely on the most uncertain guide, common opinion. I just find it really helpful because, some like I don't know. Sometimes I just like have we moments of panic where I'm like, what am I doing? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and yeah, it was just like just a nice reminder that like oh you, like just stick with what you like i don't know just your own self-judgment and keep her lit and you'll be grand yeah. kind of thing <laughs> I think and uh is. speaking of um oh, picked up the wrong book oh hang on there's another quote i read then um because one of the books i finished was uh the stories of your life and others mm. you know the uh, what do you call him, Andrew, Andrew, Andrew Chang, is that it? The guy that wrote Arrival? Oh, yeah. Oh, sorry, excuse me. I can't remember the, um, the exact, um, what was I going to say? So, something with the guy, <laughs> Andrew, Andrew I Chang? The, I think I just started the wrong sentence. Yeah, anyway, Andrew Chang, the guy that did Arrival. Hmm. Divor- Luke's called Stories of Your Life and Others, and at the end of it, he like, kind of gives me notes on, um, he gives notes on like um, let's see. he gives notes on each story, a little background and stuff. And I think this might be the one for the stories of your life, which is what Arrival is based on. But he quoted a bit of um, Slaughterhouse Five, and it's "Be patient, your future will come to lie. Be patient, your future will come to you and lie down at your feet like a dog who knows and loves you no matter what you are." Which I was like, "All right, that's good stuff there." Yeah. <laughs> And then inspired by that, I started reading Kurt Vonnegut, Breakfast of Champions, that I bought ages ago. That class. Yeah, Breakfast of Champions, I think. I have the audiobook version of that, read by John Malkovich. But I think it's something you need to Mm. read. (laughs) Yeah, it reminds me of like, um, kind of Terry Pratchett, or it reminds me a little bit of reading um, Spike Milligan, mm. or maybe a little bit of um, what do you call him? Hitchhiker's Guide Douglas to the Galaxy. Guy. Yeah, it's got that kind of like it's a weird sort of. It's like a take a piss out of America, and then he's like writing about an he's writing about an author who comes up with like dangerous ideas. And they like implanted this idea into someone's head that uh, he's the only real person on the earth, and everyone else is robots. And uh, yeah, it's weird. It's like a weird meta thing going on, and like he, he'll make up little random stories that, yeah, it's, it's fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with the book just being fun. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. Yeah. Uh, were you, were, did you have a quote do you wanted to? Yeah, actually, do because I think the one I think it was January seventeenth, which is reboot the real work, was. Uh... Mm-hmm. <clears throat> <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm gonna get more light actually. 
<laughs> I am your teacher and you're learning in my school. My aim is to bring you to completion unhindered, free form from compulsive behavior, unrestrained, without shame, free, flourishing and happy. Looking to God and things great and small, your aim is to learn and diligently practice all these things. Why then don't you complete the work if you have the right aim and I have uh, and I have both the right arm and the right preparation, or so the right aim and the right preparation, sorry. What is missing, the work is quite feasible and is the only thing in our power. Let go of the past. We must only begin. Believe me and you will see. I'm reading that. I think that day, I remember that really hitting me. I don't know what it was mm. about that day. But because, uh, you know, then it's, it's, kind, of like, about... it's kind of like War of Art kind of stuff too. Hmm. Yeah, it's just like going and doing it and being afraid to do something and all, which yeah, all of us experience, but kind of getting over that. Yeah, that's that's the thing. Another thing about reading bird by bird, a lot of it is like stuff I've heard before. You know, like uh, like a thing we've talked about before. I think of allowing yourself to write something that isn't mm-hmm. great. It's like I hear that. Like I've always heard that from like people on podcasts and stuff. And then it's like she, they're probably quoting her. Actually, yeah. it could be. But there's kind of it's kind of something reassuring about hearing those same things over and over again. It's like okay, this is yeah, true. exactly. If this is what everyone's <laughs> saying, it's everyone's yeah, saying it. True, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's I've definitely found it myself. Like mm. that's the hardest hurdle sometimes, just getting started. Yeah, and sometimes I have started stuff and I have scrapped it pretty quickly because I'm just like, no, this is just because I, I I do I do take quite um, literally that kind of thing. If you don't like what you're writing, don't no one else will kind of. And even though I'm still only writing for myself. Mm. I'm not liking what I'm writing. I'm like, it's kind of missing the point. <laughs> like, then there's a difference between something yeah. being hard or being like kind of arduous, but there's also different than and still enjoying it. Or like that's where like passion is, where you actually have the determination to go on forward and to be bad. But then if you're just if I'm just really not liking it, I just won't do it because I'm like, what's the point of forcing myself to do this? Yeah, yeah like I force myself to do it if I'm still enjoying what's coming out. But if it's just, if you know what I mean. I think I'm explaining this badly, yeah. but I hope I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think, yeah. Um, I'm glad to be right. More makes me feel better. Oh, definitely, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> makes me feel a lot better. Even if it's shit, like, I'm still like, that's something I completed today. Like, that's what I was, yeah. I was thinking about that, about this podcast and about writing stuff. It's like, I really feel like I'm starting to get a bit of creative outlets again. And that's making me, and, they, yeah. and then I read a whole bunch of comics yesterday, which is like, pure great as well it was real like me time i'm really starting to feel better about work because i've got the stuff i can do outside of work a bit more now or like i'm doing it more regularly because the longer you put it off jesus the less likely you do (laughs) yeah Uh, that's been my experience too like if i write a wee bit in the morning my day is like fucking i'm in the green like (laughs) yeah I will admit, I feel just, that about the Daily Stoic too. I'm really enjoying that just for that wee every day. Usually I do try and read them like um, on my early shift. I've actually started doing, sorry, on my late shift, I started doing what you told, what you said you do. And like I read it in the morning when I first get up. And usually I read it like just before I go to work again as well. And then on my early shift, I usually read it as soon as I come home and then maybe read it once more in either the evening or before bed just to kind of, it's just nice. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a wee bit of consistency in my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it, like it, it is great. Yeah, yeah. So, thank you very much. That's a very thoughtful gift. Oh. My pleasure, man. <laughs> Yours is still in the boot of my car <laughs> because I don't know when I'll see you next in person. <laughs> um, someday, someday. Yeah. <laughs>
Yeah, no, it is. It is very helpful. Like, it just keeps keeps giving too. Yeah. And then, like, by the time I start it again next year, it'll be like, oh yeah, this one. <laughs> Classic, ever. Yeah. Start like what laughing away to yourself, like oh, I remember. Yeah. Oh, Seneca, <laughs> you absolute comedian, you. <laughs> um. Oh, yeah, we're talking about reading. What else did I? I'm trying to think of what else. I feel like I haven't done very much. <laughs> Finished some other book too. Maybe not. Oh, I finished the um, Ray Bradbury essays, book essays, Zen and the Art of Writing. Oh, so when I finished that, I started the Bird by Bird because that's kind of like my other, that was my previous inspiration. This is my current inspiration. Yeah. And I the stories of others. That's why I started Breakfast of Champions. And I'm still reading The Road Less Traveled and it's still, still giving me that good shit. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> it's class. Yeah, so usually, my morning is usually wake up, read uh, whatever the Daily Stoic has, and then read a chapter or two of that, because they're, they're usually quite small. Mm. Uh, it kind of gets me going and gets me thinking. You, you and me are definitely the same. For, you, and me, you and me are definitely the same for that. Hey, there's something about reading in the morning that I just really do prefer. Like, Yeah. Just uh, wakes me up. Like, mm. It's like it's my eyes are focusing on something. It's kind of getting the brain to start working. Yeah. As well, like that one's really good in the morning because it's kind of a lot of times it'll give me because I journal in the morning too after I have breakfast, yeah. And then that'll a lot of times there'll be something in the road less travels, it'll get me thinking about something. And by the time I sit down in my journal, I'll probably have a something to something to write, yeah. And it's class, sometimes it's just inspiration in general, like it could, it could be inspiration for other writing because it might like trigger some wee memory or like some uh interaction you've had and I don't know just give you some material yeah. there's a quote I think it was in Bird by Bird and uh, someone said that uh, anyone who survived childhood has enough material for a lifetime <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good yeah. I was like I actually remember reading in the, the Jim Butcher thing was interesting was some of the stuff he was saying is some of the stuff he was just saying about structurally because he was kind of going into like even though i'd be way way far away from this he was talking about getting published and stuff and mm-hmm. one of the things he found interesting was like there was kind of a joke being in it like they were like uh no this was actually this wasn't this was off jim butcher thing but this was a publisher actually and he was saying one of the things that uh turns a lot of editors off right away or people like looking at your book is if you just kind of describe too much or you over describe and then someone like asked him a question because somebody won a Nobel Prize for that. And he's like, yes, one person, one time won a Nobel Prize for that. <laughs> that's That's been done. <laughs> Don't recreate that because most of the time it will not work. <laughs> it's like, yeah. I try and like, like, I try and look at stuff, kind of stuff to be aware of, you know, like white room syndrome. It's like, you know, whenever like you haven't given enough, so you can, uh, people can, can only imagine what, you, what it is. It's like a white room. So that's why I try and okay. describe a bit more. But at the same time, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not good enough to know whether or not I am. <laughs> Still enjoy it though. But funny, I feel like I was looking at more of the technical stuff recently. Then you were looking. At, well, you're like more of the inspiration or philosophical side of it. Yeah. Hmm. Well, like it's the technical stuff's in that bird by bird as well. Like she gives practical advice on like um, things to do, like. 
one of the things she said to do is um is like write everything you know about school lunches. <laughs> and then once you start doing it, you'll start seeing other characters. Like she talks about uh your ideas, you have to kind of treat them like Polaroids, where it's only after they've developed that you notice that there's another character there or something that you didn't see at first. Mm, that's really cool, yeah. Yeah. I suppose I was thinking there, because if you did school lunches and you can describe school lunches really well, you could that would be a really subtle way of like if you were describing a school scene, if you could kind of kind of get the idea of people's backgrounds sort of by their school lunches. You know, somebody with mm. a lot of stuff and really nice stuff obviously comes from a wealthy background, that, someone with that's less. It. Like I, that's just his saying. It's like what it's like you you might write that all out and it might not be anything, but it, you could realize that there's something there for another thing or mm. whenever you're um writing a different story you might remember that you like hit on something in another thing that you did like she's like at the minute it's all just about sort of writing and getting into the habit of it and stuff yeah i do i do find out a lot sometimes do you find out whenever you're writing something you're like oh, do not be really good if i had done this before this or something like that or this you know sometimes you have it that it can lead into it because i would mm-hmm. write like free form like that and sometimes when i'm writing on i'm like Oh, I'll be far better if I had this before it. And sometimes I write with notes in the side of being like, oh, I yeah. should include this or I should do that. And that's what it is. is you, you know, say you're saying there about the developing photo. Yeah. Like as like, it becomes clear, you're finding more information started, to put in sort of. I started doing that when I'm writing. I only write on one side. So when I mm. come back and I like have a note, I can write it here. That's a good idea. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah only on the right so hand of the page. Yeah, so it's, yeah so it's like every... So, a gap to leave myself some notes if I come up with them. That's a really good idea. I've also got like another because I had other stories right now when I went out for a walk one night. Oh yeah, that's something I want to talk about. Mm-hmm. And when I was on the walk I like could I basically come up with a scene and then I just got back and like wrote it wrote it in this book like really really quickly because it was just like You wanted to get you know, out of your head like, kind of thing. Like it wasn't when I usually write but it was just in my head and it, it like even my writing is like really terrible because it's like I was writing so fast because yeah. it was like, don't I? I, I don't want to lose this. Yeah, happened. And I was just like getting it out of me. But yeah, the last few nights I've been um, going on we like walks after dinner, and it's been really cool because I started like uh, I kind of like ch- change the the music that I would usually listen to if that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> so like usually I get up in the morning, I go to the park, and it's like I know well I could listen to anything then. But then at night, it's like I go a different route where I'm not really going into nature as much. And then I try to choose music that, that kind of reflects the kind of more uh, the environment of, I don't know. I know what I you mean. Yeah, like, they try and can, like set the scene of like or yeah, match the feeling of the night up, or something. Yeah, usually I end up putting on like some kind of electronic stuff. And like I there the other two nights ago, I think it was, I put on uh, Boards of Canada. Mm. Uh, what's that album called? Music is the Right to Children. And like that was just perfect because it's kind of like it's like I think it they call fall under the ambient techno genre, so it's just like kind of atmospheric and but also like upbeat and uh, really good nighttime walking music. No, oh, class. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you mean. Sometimes you get music that's just right for your walk or your mood or yeah. something at that time. Yeah, it feels, like it feels like you're in a movie or something. Yeah, it's just nice because it's like I'm giving myself another wee period of the day to put on some music and go for a walk and sure that's mm. always good yeah so i'll probably sh- keep that up made a big stew the other day nice <laughs> like a big veggie stew with uh, a sauce. 
messages and all in it. I pure, I pure winging it, and I thought that I'd, I'd like make it and be like, okay, this is something I'm gonna. This is the first draft. I'll improve upon this later. Yeah. Then I ate it, and I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> no, you're never gonna be able to recreate that. <laughs> oh, that's all. That's all I'm gonna be doing. I'm gonna yeah. only eat you for the next thing. <laughs> Just making bigger and bigger pots of stew. Yeah. Like this is class. I um yesterday I decided I was like um that's one thing I'm trying to do now is like take a bit more time cooking food because for a long time I've just been kind of doing stuff pure half-assed. I'm starting to like used to really enjoy food and really enjoy cooking and then kind of like lost it and trying to get it back. But yesterday I was like I bought like sourdough bread and made a big like a uh, steak sandwich from scratch. But fucking like nice. made like a small Caesar salad on the side. Had some chipotle coleslaw there and then made like did full steak. Made like onions, mushrooms, and did like a red wine jus with it. No. And I ate it, and that's the only thing I ate yesterday. It's <laughs> 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 like two or three, and I was afterwards. I was like, I was like, that was probably about fucking twelve hundred calories for one meal. <laughs> like, I just, just didn't eat anything after that. <laughs> but I'm starting to really enjoy it, and it, it, I've been using a lot of yeah. stuff. I made a really nice roast red pepper and red lentil soup as well last week. It's fucking really nice to have for lunch, and just kind of. I'm starting to enjoy cooking food again, I think. Hmm. Which is good. Yeah, I don't know if I said this before, but... Yeah, like, at the st- for some reason, I don't know why, but at the start of, like, lockdown last year, I just kind of stopped cooking. <laughs> like, really? all I would make for dinner and stuff was, was like, frozen, some- something frozen and a load of spuds. Yeah. And I did that for eight. I don't really know why. But then I started, like, uh... I must have brought this up before. But anyway, I've still been doing it anyway, which is, like, a on... Usually a Wednesday, I'll cook a big feed, like a curry or a stew or whatever. Yeah. That's like my day where I cook. And even that is like, is feels good. Like, it does, yeah. It's like I'm starting to do that in like Saturdays and Sundays more where I'm just kind of like trying to yeah. put effort into it. Because like you yeah. really do appreciate a good meal. Like, Yeah, but I think it is good to get that balance, right? You don't want to be cooking all the time. But if you cook a big, like that stew is like four sermons, mm-hmm. I think, roughly that I made. And then like... So you, you cook a big feed and then you've got really nice food for another few days. And then whatever days then where um, I'm not eating the stew or the curry, I'll probably just go back and like have spuds and something. Or last night I made like, got like a prawn with garlic butter from Aldi and made like prawns and spaghetti and stuff last night. It's pretty nice. nice. Yeah, kind of like that because I would do that like during the week. Then I'd make if I'm making something, I'm definitely gonna make at least two portions, so I get two days out of it. Mm-hmm. But in the weekend, I'm trying to actually put effort in and expand a bit. Like that's the reason. It's like I just walking in the shop and I seen red lentils. I was like, these are pure cheap. So I bought like two bags. And I was like, I'm just gonna make stuff I know red lentils now, and that's why I went mad with the red lentils for a while. It's like I'm hoping I'm trying to kind of do that more. See, it's kind of annoying. So I'm trying to get the balance of I'm not exactly browsing, but I'm trying to still look for stuff that like will kind of maybe like with the red lentils be like inspire oh, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I could go do that. Yeah, I'm thinking of yeah, that's what I usually do too. If I like, yeah, I'll, if something's on offer, I'll be like, I'll like, yeah, do something around that. Like, I seen tofu on offer. No, I was Tampa actually I seen an offer, and then end up making like a stir fry, which I put like mango and all into it. Oh, I was nice. like, <laughs> like just I was like, I, I, I kind of feel like a, a stir fry is always my like test of how my cooking ability has changed. Because it always gets more and more complicated yeah. every time I make it. Like, I don't make them very often. But when I do, it's like I've kind of got more information of, like, what I can do to it. Yeah. I remember like pitch, the best stir-fry sauce. Thanks for the best stir-fry sauce I ever made. It was, like, well, I made a sweetened 
Well, I made a sweet chili sauce from scratch, but I put mandarin in it instead of orange. But like mandarin juice in it, because that's they're a bit sweeter. Thing is, though, I've never been able to recreate it like that, and I've always hated myself. For it. <laughs> Mango is weird. It's like in the context of the um, stir fry, kind of tastes spicy. Imagine sweet and spicy goes like really well together. Actually, fruit and spicy really goes well together. There, there is a slight, almost spiciness to the mango. Hmm. I'd say it, everything. Really I'd say it's probably coming from the acidity of it. I'd say it would be. I think. But um, man, you know what's actually delicious? Like people don't believe me when I say this, but if you got like, say you got a mango or like a slice of pineapple, and I swear to God, if you put like a wee bit of salt and chili flakes on it, it tastes really nice. Like pineapple, yeah. especially like. But a lot of people don't believe it. I'm like, nah. If you take That's... fucking fruit and spicy, like it is delicious i think like in some cultures they eat mango with like salt and pepper i'm pretty sure yeah and in places like thailand and other parts of asia you don't get salt and pepper you get sugar or chili flakes <laughs> it's sweet or spicy it's, it's very complimentary yeah. i just thought that's really cool yeah um did you want to read the story that you sent or me read it or i was gonna ask you about that do you want to do that well i thought it was going to be you reading it because i thought that's what we were going to do yeah, but I don't. Know. Do you want to do one where we we do it at this, like where I have a story as well, and we both do it in the same? Yeah, one? we can do it like that. Either I don't really mind. I just kind of was like, I kind of used this as thing as like I want to actually finish something, so and yeah. I sent it on to you, and it's like if it gets read today, it gets read today, and if not, then it's in the bank for whenever. It's up to you. Do you want me to read it? Um. I don't know, sure, we can try it, sure, and you can always edit it out if, like, you can see what it sounds like. <laughs> I want to, okay. um, yeah. And even if you edit it out, I still want recording, because I wouldn't mind listening back to it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I won't put that in this episode. Mm. What do you think? Yeah, I think so. If we're going to do it, like, there's no point in reiterating this again next week, if you know what I mean. There's no point in doing the same, the exact same thing again. You know what I mean? It'd yeah. be better probably to leave it as we can do it. Because then if we do your story and my story, actually, and we talk about it, that can be like a really good long segment. We're like yeah. We'll get a good bit out of that. Like We'll probably get a good like four or five hours out of that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you want to, if there's anything that uh, you felt like you can still edit it up until then obviously too. yeah because i think i probably do another pass i think i probably it. will yeah it's good to hear it's kind of nice to hear your thoughts on it though and even get it read back to me because i feel like that's kind of kind of awakened a couple of ideas or kind of like you know what i mean kind of a few few things yeah. that might change yeah like i even like i said um patty recorded like him reading a story of mine and listening it back and it's like yeah it's like when you hear it read back you kind of things jump out at you that you like maybe i read something that wasn't how you heard it in your head and then maybe you think that like that might be like oh maybe i should change that to yeah like how i'm hearing it or whatever it's also because like you know whenever you're writing usually you do you know what you want to say or you know what the story is so it's just whether or not you're conveying that or the point well enough so yeah that'll be good so yeah i'd say i'd say mm-hmm. it'd be a good idea just to leave that out of this one but I still wanted to hear mm. red back, so thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I kind of enjoyed reading it, to be honest. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Back to my act, my acting days, yeah, my yeah. theater days. Uh, as I, as okay. I w- awaken, I walk. You didn't do that enough, the whole... Fucking thing me from Futurama? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Calcula. <laughs> Call me Clark. <laughs> Uh, okay, let's do the music and then we'll talk about thinking of endings and we'll get wrapped up, T Buck. Oh yeah, there's one thing I wanted to say. Just it's kind of funny. I had I was almost put in like this weird wee bit in the story, but I was like, this this makes absolutely no sense. But it was gonna be like when he's standing on the cliff, there's like a toucan, he looks up, there's like a two multicolored toucan on a really, really bleam breaming like sand uh sand colored like bright ledge and he's just like go forward and then he goes down. And I was like, nah, I don't know why I want to put that in, but it's so weird. <laughs> no idea why. I don't know. I thought it was funny. Like, I was thinking back, and I was like, why did I think of that? Like, that makes no sense. <laughs> it's just, it's fucking not making any sense, but that's a bit weird. It's like, uh, you don't even know what the metaphor is. Yeah. Yeah, that wasn't even a metaphor. I was like, I don't know. <laughs> it's just like, I don't know. That was a metaphor. Yeah. You just don't know what for. Yeah, yeah. Someone else reads it me like, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, can you explain it to me, please? <laughs> <laughs> I just thought that was funny. Like, like you know, not thinking about it at the time. I was like, yeah, that, that's, I think that's going to... Yeah. I think that'll make sense. No. Um, all right. Time for our music yeah. segment. So, uh... Last last time I mentioned uh, my like honorable mentions, or I think I called it the EP of the year, which is uh, by Pop. Yeah. Um, what was that called again? This place sucks ass. Was that it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was saying that that was like my next choice. So I said to just stick to that plan and um, have them as my album choice. Yeah. So. Still don't know which one to choose. Like my favorite, I think, is the last one, Morbid Stuff that came out uh twenty nineteen. Must be twenty nineteen now. Um But they're one of those ones where like I love everything that they've done. Yeah. And for a new listener, I don't know if that's the place to start or if you just start at the start and work your way through it. I know what you mean, yeah. Do you start with the discovery? I think I've yeah. I think Have I've you listened to any of Pop? I think I've listened to their first album. Even then, I must actually properly give them a listen. Actually, I haven't been listening to a lot of music recently because I've been listening to just so many podcasts. Mm. <laughs> that kind of happens. I go through maybe like a week or two of like listening to podcasts yeah. and then I listen to music some more and then listen to podcasts more in that kind of way. That's why I uh, started like like par- part of the morning walk would be put on music because it was like, if I don't do that, then I might not listen to music yeah. all day. And, and like, it's nice to just have a, a like a time put aside for listening to music. Mm. Well, admit actually, what kind of happened to me, which was kind of funny, was I my phone broke for the past week. I had a new mm-hmm. phone on Friday, and so like I had no music or podcast or anything. But I've got three CDs in my car: Dude Ranch by Blink One Eighty Two, The Miseducation of Lauren Hill by Lauren Hill, Kind of Blue. No, Kind of Blue actually isn't in that car. It's at home, <laughs> and then I've also got uh, the Beach Boys' Greatest Hits. Oh, uh, yeah. And I just started going through. I was, it's like, geez, I haven't listened to Beach Boys in a while. I was driving around like just pure, like fucking barbershop <laughs> singing to myself. Yeah. Very happy. Miss Education, Lauren Hill is such an album. I know, yeah. I just, I listened to it a while lot recently. So I was like, ah, yeah. I, need to, I need to switch it up. But yeah, um, yeah that is such Fair an enough. album. 
Yeah. Yeah. So is the so are the Beach Boys though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Greatest Hits is a great album. Yeah. Actually, dude, speaking of Dude Ranch, I listened to Anime of the State today. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like in bed, like before I got up, but kind of half awake. And for some reason, Blink popped into my head. So then I woke up and just like, I have, I've got Bluetooth speakers at my head, turned that on, yeah. put on State, and I was like, okay, I'm awake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's really good. I'm having trouble getting up up in the morning that's like what i'll do sometimes just put on music and then i'm just like okay i'm fucking that's a good going that's a good idea this was you would yeah. definitely get your mind going yeah but um back to pop yeah sorry that's that's definitely being edited out in a way it's all good it's all music it can stay yeah. um i don't know yeah back to pop <laughs> yeah like from like part of my the reason i love pop is when I hear a band like that, who seem to be like, I don't know. I just remember hearing the first pop album and it was like, oh shit, gay's been changed. Mm. The punk scene will never be the same. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was just like, these are like the, this is a new fucking high watermark. This is how everything will be judged against. It just felt like something new and fresh take on something of real original. Yeah. It was the same thing I said when like the last Jeff Rosenstock album came out I was like oh shit here we go again here's the new fucking <laughs> high watermark now I have to make everything better but it's not a thing it's like when you hear something like that you're like alright this is the fucking this is the goal yeah. I need to make it as good as this and it's inspiring like and it's really good to hear especially in like punk music I find can get a bit stale sometimes like I'll always love it but sometimes I'm just like alright yeah you're doing that thing again and then pop just for me just sounded new and like they're really melodic, but also really like frenetic and like on their on morbid stuff. Like it's got some really pretty heavy breakdowns and stuff. And mm. like it's it's funny too, like because I I think morbid stuff is their best. Maybe it's better to say it's their it's my favorite. I think. Mm. But like I've heard other people when that album came out, they were like, "Oh, it's not as good as their last one," and also I don't, maybe I shouldn't recommend that album. Maybe I should just. I think it's just a band recommendation. Yeah, I think so. I was kind of going to say, it's like, I think you're just going to recommend a discography, really. Yeah. <laughs> just listen like, to the first out. song from each album. Whichever one you like the best, listen to that album. <laughs> just go from there. Yeah, just fucking... Yeah, I would just listen to the... I would put on the first album, uh, listen to that. You'll, there's, It's probably a bit more accessible to... I think it's... Like, cause it, there's a progression. I think, like, whenever I listen to it, I'm like, okay, I can hear this is the groundwork, and then this is like the next step, and this is the next step. No, so yeah, but this is refining it, refining it. This is how. You, yeah. hmm. So I'd say the first album is probably a wee bit, bit easier to get into too. So I recommend the first album, but fantastic band. Mm-hmm. And and they were they were I, they were ahead of the times. Fucking, they called themselves the pandemic pandemic unemployment payment years ago. <laughs> and here, here we are. <laughs> I saw it coming. Yeah. The pop prophecy. Mm. Um just came up with that, I'm not gonna lie, I'm pretty pretty proud of that one. No, you didn't. You you said that on the live stream. <laughs> what did you say there now? I, I was pretty drunk on that live stream. <laughs> what, what, I think you said something slightly different. What did you say there now? I call it called them the pandemic unemployment payment. Yeah. Yeah. Did I say something else? Yeah. That, no, that was what you said on the live stream. Yeah, <laughs> I don't remember that. 
Uh, <laughs> I could be laughing at my own jokes again, thinking I came up with them, but it probably said the exact same thing too. Like, <laughs> you know it's good. Yeah, probably said the exact same thing. I'm really, I'm really proud of that joke. <laughs> you probably did, eh? <laughs> Not even a whiff of deja vu, fucking. <laughs> you know what? That's that's funny. Actually, you just reminded me of something. I happened to like put on an old episode of ours. I think it was just checking to see if it worked or something on my podcast player. And mm. uh, just listening to me and you, and I was like, you know what? It, I'm glad that we recorded this because it, it, it was a uh, it was our drunk cast. I think. Yeah. It just brought me back. It like took me back to sitting in this room with you, like drinking and chatting, and it was just like, ah, oh, these podcasts are actually a whole other thing. They're like little photographs, snapshots, and time of like. Of us, yeah. Yeah, it was really cool. It was like I just got to relive, relive hanging out. Yeah, yeah. It actually, man, they really helped me if I'm feeling lonely because it's like I'm just having a conversation with my best mates again. But like, it's yeah, recorded. It's just like you're just... like you know, I still I still find it funny how much I laugh at like at the jokes we've already said and stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Ah, good one, good one, it's like ah, that was pretty yeah. good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's cool. Yeah. But I suppose this is comedy, like completely refined for us, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the good thing. It's like we should be making like that. Well, that's just kind of what I treat anyway. It's like I'm just trying to entertain myself at all times. <laughs> it's like I am, I am my audience. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. My audience is, I suppose, people with like minds to us. So I don't know why yeah. I know how to do that. Is be us. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks, Moro. Thanks for listening. <laughs> you must get a shout out every episode. Um. Okay, so my Irish. I've actually picked two tracks. It's a little bit, bit weird. It's actually, I think, very fitting for uh for this episode because the first track is actually like a spoken word poem on the album. Mm-hmm. It's these two tracks anyway. The first one's spoken word poem, and the second one's like the uh, the song comes up on afterwards. Off the train came canny ramblers, past pickpockets and thranny gamblers. We've come to blog your masterpieces and from the bog our reach increases. It's the only place with 3G signal, the influencer's stinking vigil, perched on shires and in no way toto, not the warming of Kyoto, not the squirting singing token, this dunny's done and the door is broken. As you sit and shit and refresh Google, outside lies Hals, Vermeer and Bruegel. Or is it Bruegel? I pay no mind. That faffer's like 400 years behind. What's important is analytics, likes and shares and queer statistics. This new tune's fast and a bit more rocky, tweets the turf man of Glen Stocky. Online gaming in Ecuador, plays the durian giant of Jelanalore. Faso fast fashion's my fixation, exclaimed the hipster at Lampong Station. And I'm digitising the Eureka Rebellion, posts a fake profile of Charles Trevelyan. While my tinkling bloggers are at the Reich Museum, those wrinkling proggers are touring again. They posted the shows and I liked out of habit. Don't you know they're on line gramps? Everyone's at it. Slabbering till the face is purple. Donnie Boris and Angela Merkel. While some up Zettel, PayPal and Square is stumping merch monkeys everywhere. This bank app swish, said Pinochet. Yeah, but they fish your DNA. This convenient wish that's well underway will sicken your pish the following day. As we head back to the station, the snow starts to fall. We apply hesitation because there's black ice and all. It's dark and raw and slippish is likely, but the art that we saw, I'll think on it nightly. Amstel, Riga, Bologna, Trieste. The Wi-Fi at Gaudi's was easily the best. And despite my constant looking for sockets, it's what these places give us. No one can knock it. 
Chelsea boots you with architectural cover and Singapore slings you back with another and Venice blinds you with its emotion while Belfast sinks, sinks into the ocean. Hold the phone, I thought Venice was sinking. Depends where you stand, depends what you're drinking. In this confusing lifetime, nothing's surprising. Is St. Mark's Square sinking or the sea level rising? But I can't get distracted, there's ice on this paving, correcting my balance with lunging and waving. I slip on a cobble and I'm hurtling earthwards. It starts with a wobble and ends up with curse words. Bruises, sprains, stains on the ego, but the thrill of our day trip's an effective placebo. We live for the blogging, the art and the travel, even when we land ours first on the gravel.
So that was Gare followed by Solastalgia from mm. Catalan's last album, Veritas, came out last year. Those are like, yeah, because I, I was listening to it recently and um, thought it'd be fun to include a little spoken word. Yeah, definitely. But kind of included as like the the intro to the song. <laughs> yeah, I kind of got that. I quite liked. One second, drop my pen here. I quite liked the spoken word, the kind of city signs in the background. Yeah, it's very good. It's very yeah, it was very. I don't know. It adds like a a layer of I don't know, like atmosphere or something, like a feeling yeah. to it, kind of. And always nice to it's hear. Cool too. We put a spoken Irish word accent. mixed in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's um he. Is a brother of Rory from And So We Watch From Afar. Oh, is he? Oh, class. Yeah. Used to be in the, a band Axis Off, who I think are just are on a indefinite hiatus. Mm. Yeah. I'm class. Yeah. Met him a couple of times. I, I always forget his name, but um, is it? Oh, I can't remember. I don't want to say it in case I get it all wrong. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of funny how sometimes but, that you can remember stuff like that. It's like, I know he's Rory from And So I Watch From Afar. Um, yeah, that was class. So that, that album came out last year. Yeah. It was like um, I was updating the Fierce Pit Bosses playlist mm. and I wanted to put on a Catalan song and when I looked it up, I realized they had an album out. <laughs> <laughs> Handy. I was like, sweet. Yeah, yeah it, happened me, it happened me a couple of times last year. I think I said it happened with uh, Pillow Queens as well. Mm. I remember you saying that, yeah. Yeah. Seems like you find a lot of new, new music that way, just pure coincidental. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it does happen a lot. I'll like go to, it's like, I'll have a listen to this band in a while and I'll look them up and there's a new album out. Mm-hmm. That's a really nice feeling. Yeah. I can't see anything on your camera again, by the way. Oh, fuck. My cam, my cam. My Maybe you just turn it off and on or something? Uh, I think I just turned it off, you see, because of the... Mm. Ah, you're back. I'm back, sorry. Um, yeah, we got the kind of suited what we've been talking about this episode too. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty, pretty fitting. All right, mm-hmm. let's get it. Yeah, uh, I'm thinking of anything's then. Yeah, now here comes a so confusing again, portion the- of the. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting into spoilers for I'm thinking of ending things. So if you haven't seen it, then come back later or something. Go watch it and then ring into us. And don't forget to ring in with suggestions for home events mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. I think recommend the podcast to someone that you think would like it. Yeah. Um, be wise, sound to be. Yeah, please do our job for us. <laughs> we need you. No, but the home events want to be good because I think it'd be really interesting because if you did get a lot of people to do that because you'd be surprised with like the creative stuff that people you know what i mean you'd be surprised there's a lot of people that would do you know there's a lot of things that we would not think of because we maybe don't do certain things mm. you know be interesting to find out anyway back to the movie what all the, right what, what the fuck going on this movie? <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what i was gonna say i was gonna be like what the fuck happened <laughs> yeah it's so weird like I don't know when I oh I just remembered one of the things that I laughed really hard at <laughs> whenever the janitor's watching the movie <laughs> and it's like really cheesy yeah and then it comes up at the end it's like directed, directed by, by Robert, Robert Zemeckis, Zemeckis. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's right. I actually wrote that down yeah, because I I really laughed at that too. Yeah, I both started laughing at that. It was like just this weird, unnecessary dig. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know. I was like, he is bound to know Robert Zemeckis like personally. <laughs> Like, I wonder is like I wonder if this is like a joke, like a private joke almost now between them, or is it like just a dig, like you say, you know what I mean? Like yeah. <laughs> um I wrote that down because I did find that very funny. I love yeah. that whole even the whole thing. I love this girl. Yeah, everyone clapping and everything. Yeah. It was like they did it, you did the hammy cheesiness so well, like Yeah. Uh, but uh yeah, like and the reason I thought of that, because I was trying to remember, there's there's all these little, little like, deliberate um, inconsistencies. So she, I remember, right, at that point, she starts telling a story, and then it cuts away to him, that a janitor watching a movie, mm. and we don't know what's going on with this janitor. He's just, like, there now and again. Yeah. And then when it, she's finished telling the story, it cuts back, and she's wearing different clothes, or she's, she's not wearing her cardigan or something. Yeah. I was like, and I kept doing that, and I kept like making the parents like older or younger, and yeah, there's just all these strange little things that like something feels off the whole time, and you don't know what's going on, and yeah, like it, it even kind of feels off at this at the start because at the start, at the very start, she like looks up into like an apartment or something, and it looks like there's an old man looking down at her, and then it shows that scene again, and it's the same thing, but it's a young man. Or it might yeah. be like old or young, and you're kind of like, "Ooh, what the hell's that?" But then they're driving away, and then it's just kind of yeah. it keeps doing stuff like that, and you're like, "I don't know." Yeah, the stuff Even with the, like the, the very start, it's like she says, "I'm thinking of ending things," and then he thinks that he heard it, and mm. yeah, the way he keeps yeah, cut, there's like, all these weird um, shifts and cutting out of the narration and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, I really liked it. It was. Confusing. I do want Cena actually really loved. You know the thoughts in her head, and she keeps walking down the stairs, and it's just a still camera, and she just keeps going down the stairs, like mm. it's taking her forever to get down the stairs. And then that's yeah. whenever it gets kind of inconsistent because never it gets down there. She says that she's studying physics and she has a paper due tomorrow or something, and then she says yeah. she has to go to work and she has a shift, and it's, and then she's like, she's a story- physicist and she's a storyteller. Yeah, and she's a painter. Or, yeah, and then but then it's like. She gets to the bottom of the stairs and she says that she, he was, they, something like she met because she was the waitress and then he ordered like the Santa Fe burger, which was. And that's what happened in the movie. In the movie, which is like pure confusing. I was like, yeah. Okay. Where's this going? (laughs) But I thought it was really good. It was kind of really kind of piqued my interest. I was like, is this going to be like, I don't know. Very good. It was. Confused as fuck though for a lot of it. Um, I'm trying to think. I feel like and, I had something uh, else to say there, but I kind of lost my point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so there's there's still things that I um probably I'm missing out on, but I think I, like for the most part I I I got it. I will say I don't think I did. Like or the, I don't know yet. The, <laughs> like there were times where I seen something and I knew it was significant, but it took me a little while to work out why. Mm. Like there's a part. Where she looks out the window and the snow is only falling on the car. Yeah. Which is because, in my interpretation, this is all from the janitor inside his car 
it's from his point of view and to him that's what's going on the snow's falling on his car yeah and that's just what he's like yeah that's just like his whole world at that time yeah and so i think i think even the title of the movie is a hint hmm. so when she says i'm thinking of ending things that's actually him saying i'm thinking of ending things which is why there's that uh little it's like he thinks he said he's not sure if he heard it or not so i think that old man the janitor decides to willingly just die because he's got nothing to live for and he's thinking of this relationship that didn't actually happen that's why he doesn't know anything about her um this the story she reads or the story she tells in the car she finds then in his um room yeah because it's just a projection of something that he knew and the paintings too that happened so i forgot about the paintings but you reminded me that like she says she's a painter but then goes into the basement and all the paintings are his there. mom is like his, does his mom say it's like oh i used to paint so again these are like things oh yeah that's right that he would have liked her to be interested in i suppose if he actually had the if he like the relationship if happened or if yeah like i was chatting to kieran about it and he like kind of he said this to me he said something about it and at the time i was like i don't know if that's right but because i knew there were certain things like i had in my head that i knew were significant or whatever and then this is all kind of so it's kind of something a suggestion he made and then it all kind of clicked with me Mm. afterwards but yeah so like I think like the story of that meeting is like where they would have met, it, but it, it didn't happen. So I think the old man, and like that's what happens in the dance. It's yeah, like they they're going to be together, and then like the janitor kills him, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah he kills him. Yeah, in a fight. So it's like that was the promise of his life, and then like he didn't go that path. So he essentially killed that person, that younger him. Yeah. And I, yeah, there's like the weird stuff where like the adverts playing. Maybe that was on the radio. No, they're like the the ice cream place. Oh, or that's whatever. right. Yeah, and the theme song. Yeah, but I think it's partial. I think a lot of it too is just like, because I thought maybe it was all just his like brain firing as he's dying. Hmm. But maybe it's a bit of both. Maybe it's like him. Maybe he decided to kill himself because he thought of like how shit his life is. Or maybe he'd killed himself first and then as he's dying, all he's like, the, the life he could have lived. Instead of his actual life flashing before his eyes, the life he could have lived flashed before his eyes. Yeah, his, his not necessarily ideal, but an idea of what he wanted his life to be. Yeah. And her saying the, the line from the movie, it's like, that's how we met in the cafe. I think that points to it all being, all being a fantasy. Because mm. she can't tell. She she agrees. It's like, oh, yeah, that's what happened. Yeah, because she doesn't really know herself. Because she's a oh, yeah, I suppose. I get what you mean. But then I suppose, then because then you could take it, I suppose, with, like, the projections and with, like, the her walking upstairs and with, like, the people getting older and, like, the, you know, become, his parents becoming more frail and stuff. You could take it that if he's his... Jesse yeah, that's... character is a surrogate for him. That's like him reliving bad times of his life, and that's possibly why he uh, didn't get to go that path, if you know what I mean. Well, I think like the reason it's 
like it's jumping into different times is because it never happened as well. It's like it it didn't happen, so there's no time frame for when it happened. Yeah. You know, like he never brought her home, so he doesn't know what age his parents were. Yeah, so he never knows what age. Oh, and no, I get you. Yeah, that makes sense. I think I need to watch this again. <laughs> oh, I'll definitely be watching it again. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like this all like kind of clicked into my head like over 24 hours after watching it. Mm. But like I said, it was like I went to lie down in bed the following night and then I started thinking about it again. I was like, oh. <laughs> well, it ha- well, it hasn't been 24 hours for me yet. So that's why it hasn't clicked. <laughs> Has it not? No, I only started watching it at 11 last night. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck. I thought you watched it like ages ago. <laughs> no, no. I only watched it last night. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, I've been meaning to watch it for ages. It was one of those things. And I was like, ah, right, well, fucking you said it. So I'm going to actually finally uh, watch it this time. Or like, you know, you know, because you were like, watch it. And I was like, oh, well, sweet. I was planning to watch it. But I wanted to watch it sooner. Well, yeah. Well, that's actually probably good because I'm getting... I'm I'm like the it's sat with me for a while and you're getting it fresh. So yeah. you probably remember more things about it too. Yeah, just kind of like I don't know because I was like I was just kind of wondering because I didn't really expect the ending at all. Um, yeah, but I also like cause yeah, I, like the whole the whole like thing in the auditorium and all like that was so weird and yeah, where everyone's uh, like artificially aged up and stuff like really yeah, obviously but, and but really obviously that's I did kind of like that but I just found and plus also like you know we can see it and his dad's in the middle and his mom's somewhere else and she's somewhere you know what I mean like they're not even all beside each other yeah it's just it's very like it was very good it's very interesting but like didn't see that coming at all yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, like I really, I really like what, like Charlie Kaufman did. Mm. Like it's very surreal, but it, like even when, even though I didn't feel like I understood anything, I felt like, I felt like I did. Mm. If that makes sense, like I felt like I got it. But yeah, uh, I like, don't see. I don't think I fully got it yet, but I still really enjoyed it. But it's kind of one of those things. At least it's a, it's a movie that you're like thinking but, about. Like, yeah, that's 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 what I, that's what I mean. Like I, like I didn't intellectually understand it but i think maybe i emotionally yeah. did <laughs> yeah, yeah i get what you mean that makes sense if yeah. that makes sense like you know what i mean like i came away being like i enjoyed that but i was still like what, yeah, well, what happened <laughs> what what did i enjoy <laughs> and i think that's like a yeah uh um what's the word i'm trying to say um well done yeah. him. <laughs> well that's kind of that's kind of a theme of his movies isn't it between being yeah. john malkovich uh adaptation and this like every one of them you're like yeah what but love all of them i do because i actually never realized that i never realized that how much i actually love his movies <laughs> yeah he's great <laughs> like, I... fucking really like he is like one of my favorites and i never have you seen an Anam- amalisa no that's one i should be mean watch that's his is that the i think that's is that animated ish or am i thinking something else yeah it's like yeah, stop, motion. stop motion yeah. i think that might be the first one he actually directed mm. Or did he direct Synecdoche? Oh, Syndicoach? How do you how do you how do you pronounce that? Something. Synecdoche. Is it Synecdoche, New York? Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's a weird fucking word. What? Yeah, word? I thought you were gonna say film. I was like, what a surprise. <laughs> well, yeah, it's a weird yeah. word, dude. But yeah, I'm just. Uh, yeah, it looks like it should be Synecdoche yeah. or something. <laughs> Did he direct the next day? I know he wrote it. I don't know if he directed it. Yeah. 
Okay, director Charlie Kaufman. Yeah, so that must be the first one he directed. Yeah. And uh, Anna Melissa and I'm thinking of N and things. I think those are the only ones he directed. The rest of like Eternal Sunshine and everything, he was uh, the writer. Oh yeah, that's right. I think I think this is probably the. Uh, I'm reluctant to say it's the best because Synecdoche is a weird, fucked up masterpiece in its own right. Yeah. <laughs> but I, th- yeah, no, I, I don't know. I kind of want to say that this is his, maybe not his best movie, but I think that his best as a director, if that makes sense. I get what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. He's done, he's done a lot of work. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? But as a director, but he hasn't really, because I suppose he's only been, he hasn't been directing for that long then, hasn't he? No, it's only been nah. for 15 years at most, probably. Whatever Cindy, yeah, who says Ned? Because yeah, because he was a screenwriter for years, like so. Yeah. Mm. Yes, next he was twenty two thousand eight. I was twelve years. And then he went. I have a feeling like he'd be the type of person to be like, nobody's making my movies right, so I'm just gonna go do it myself. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah like this one, I'd say he had to be director on. Yeah, I would find it. I'd love to take a look at that screenplay. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if things are clearer in the book. Yeah. I wonder if the dance routine's in the book. <laughs> I, w- I was actually also kind of wondering, like, about the play Oklahoma. And I was like, I wonder if there's some kind of weird, tenuous, like, connection to, like, the story. Because I don't know the story of Oklahoma. I was like... In, yeah, like, I don't a, know either. Is it a weird, like riff on that in a way if you know what i mean or is it just because you know he said it because but i feel like he could he could have said it anywhere so why he said it in oklahoma and why is that you know what i mean mm. because i feel like as the director mm. and the writer that he is that there would be some reason why he would pick that play do you know what i mean i don't think he would just pick you know I would, yeah i'm like, sure it's all deliberate yeah 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 exactly that's what i mean it's all deliberate you'd imagine but then maybe maybe that's the red herring he'll just be like yeah i'll just tell everybody it's deliberate don't believe me. <laughs> uh, yeah. Interesting movie. Very interesting movie. And yeah, uh, I'll definitely watch it again. Yeah. Anyway. I just love the way one of the first things is Charlie Kaufman's guide to I'm thinking of ending things. I feel like <laughs> yeah, yeah, you need a guide to his movies. Like Yeah, there's a weird thing at the start too where like uh she's she starts talking with her in the car and then the camera goes to outside the car and you can't hear what she's saying. Oh, yeah. I thought it was an audio problem first <laughs> with my... I was like, is this working? But then you can hear, like, the the wipers or something. You can hear, like, other ambient noise. Yeah. But so, like, yeah, so yeah. you know it's deliberate, kind of? Yeah. It's just, like, her being like, this is all... <laughs> spoiler whole movie, what? just like this. Spoiler whole movie, just her being yeah, like, oh, "This is all a dream." <laughs> Fantasy. It's I a- wonder if that. I wonder if that's what it is. I wonder does she give away the whole like theme of the movie? Yeah, in like whatever. And she just took it out. Yeah. Oh, hmm. that's right. Do you know what kind of made me laugh was uh, the bit where uh, Jake just says all like the platitudes. I think they're called in a row. And he just keeps going and going and going, like every oh, time yeah. it's a silver lining. Oh, okay. I was like, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, it's like the, it's like this weird like imitation of a deep conversation. Like, yeah, that's what I got. He thought he was doing it really well, and I was like, Jesus, this is 
Good, very well done. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to forgetting this movie and watching it again. Yeah, and then being like, what the fuck happened? <laughs> yeah, that was another thing. Like, I, I I don't remember the last time I had a movie experience like that. Like, the last thing I can think of was, like, Fight Club, where it, like, stuck with me for so long, where I was still, like, working things out in my head after, and it's just like, oh, yeah, so that meant that was happening. And uh, Yeah. And no, uh, I... Uh... Which I really liked. See, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't get that with Fight Club because I guessed the answer. I guessed the twist in Fight Club the first time I watched it after like fifteen minutes. There's a twist in Fight Club. Yeah. <laughs> Spoiler alert! <laughs> I just said like I took a day to work it out, but I didn't even know there was a, a twist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like yeah, it really stuck with me, and it's like wait, there was a twist too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh god, I gotta go back and freaking review a whole lot of things. <laughs> I just remember always being kind of proud of that because it was funny. <laughs> just sitting in a room with people and I was like, I bet this is all going to be in his head and he's schizophrenic. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, <laughs> there you go. I was right. And what else? Back to thinking of ending things. I... No, I can't think of anything else. I'm sure something will come to me. I did write down some stuff. Oh yeah, another thing, just kind of as a funny note of like, you know, he took a dig at Robert Zemeckis, I was like, I wonder if he doesn't like Billy Crystal as well, because it's just that one line, Billy Crystal is a Nancy, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> 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 it's like, it's either he's friends with them, he's like, making fun of him just for the crack, or he's just taking a dig at people because he feels like it, you know? I don't know, I just thought that was something that made me yeah. laugh a lot too, just even Yeah, there's some laughing. just great, there's some great wee... Weird comic moments, like, yeah. Well, um, Thomas, I'm thinking of ending things. Do 